of Bishop William L. Bonner. Give it this much. What you are going through right now is necessary. You hear what I say? It's necessary. And I don't care how difficult it is. And I don't care how oppressive it is. It's necessary. It's necessary for you to go through this. And the legacy continues today, even during the time of this pandemic. God is still moving here. God is still blessing. People are still coming, hearing the word of God. Many are being delivered. Many are being saved right here in Greater Refuge Temple, D.C. Few are still getting baptized even during the pandemic. And hallelujah, God is still blessing in the temple. People are still getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And we are encouraged to go on in Jesus' name. We are excited today. We want you to be excited. Remember, amen, we can call to mind, as it said in Lamentation, this we recall to mind, and therefore we have hope. We know that our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask to think. Let's trust him. Let's continue to walk by faith. For our founding pastor, our founding chief apostle, Bishop William Bonner, he was a man of faith. He preached faith. He preached, believed in Jesus' name, and we know that miracles were performed, and God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's continue to celebrate in this Founders Day. In Jesus' name. that don't despise what you're going through. Get up and praise God and say, send me some more. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Send me some more. Praise the Lord. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Jesus Christ. Thanks, stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ have made you free. And don't you be entangled again with the yoke of bondage because Satan thinks you're going to get entangled by what you're going through. Send him a message and then tell him to send some more. Praise the name of our God. Hallelujah. I've taken everything you sent and I'm still praising God. I've taken everything you said about me and I'm still praising I'm gonna praise him anyhow. I'm gonna praise him. Thank you, sir.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, God, the song said, can't nobody, can't nobody, hallelujah, do me like the Lord. Hallelujah. Nobody can do you like Jesus. Nobody, hallelujah, can't nobody do you like Jesus. Hallelujah. I got a good, I had a good father, a good mother, hallelujah, a good wife, but can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. He's been good. He's been good. I give him the praise. Hallelujah. Hey, God, we thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's prayer time. It's prayer time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's prayer time. In the name of Jesus, let us go before the Lord. Hallelujah. With our minds and hearts look towards the Lord. Let us pray. Father God, in my name of Jesus. Hey, God, we thank you for watching over us as we laid down last night. Hallelujah. Let us rise up today with life in our bodies, Lord. Health and strength, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Knowing it could have been the other way, but Lord, you saw fit for us to see today. Hallelujah. With brand new mercies. Hallelujah, Lord. Hey, God, we pray right now, Lord, that you bless this service, Lord. Oh, have your way in it, Lord Jesus. Oh, we ask, Lord, that you can do your new thing in the day, Lord. Give us a new revival in here today, Lord. Give us a new spirit, Lord, to trust in you even more, Lord Jesus. Give us strength today, Lord Jesus. Have your way in the sanctuary, Lord. Oh, bless those that's going to connect it to us live streaming, Lord. Oh, God, meet them where they are, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Lord, in this place, Lord. Oh, God, we ask that you heal today, Lord. Oh, set free, Lord, those that's captive, Lord. Oh, God, we ask, Lord, that the word come forth with power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Hey, God, bless someone to say, Lord, what shall I do to be saved, Lord? They cry out, Lord Jesus. Somebody to go down in your name, Jesus. Lord, be baptized. Hallelujah. Somebody, Lord, say, that, Lord, forgive me, Lord, repenting of their sins. Oh, God, bless someone to receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And God, we'll be so mindful to give your name all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Oh, bless your spoken word today, Lord. Oh, use the man of God, Lord, mightily, Lord. Oh, use him, Lord Jesus. Oh, we ask that you break some chains today, Lord. Oh, deliver the day, Lord. Lord, don't let us leave out the way we came in, but Lord, let us be better, Lord. Oh, we ask right now, Father God, everyone in the temple, Lord, that you just move on their behalf, Lord. Meet their needs right now, Lord, according to your riches and glory. Have your way, Lord, and we'll be so mindful, Lord, to give you your name, Lord, forever the praise, forever the glory, and forever the honor. Have your way in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Say in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I will be reading the scripture for this morning, and it will be coming from the 107th Division of Psalms, 107 of Psalms, hallelujah. Psalm 107, starting at the first voice, reads as, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gather them out of the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in solitary way, they found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses and led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness 
and for his wonderful works to the children of men. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and the reader of his holy word, sanctifying your souls that you may grow thereby in Jesus' name. Let's give God another praise. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy to be praised, oh God. You're worthy to be praised, Lord God. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy. Oh, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're worthy to be praised, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. You know he's worthy. You know he's worthy. Glory to God. All you got to do is look a few minutes back over your life. Hallelujah. Just a few minutes. Hallelujah. And you know he's worthy. Hallelujah. You can just give him the praise for who he is. Not for who you are, but who he is. Just look two minutes back in your life and see what God brought you from. It don't take a long time. Just look what he's done for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's worthy. He's so worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. And certainly, we thank that we praise God. Amen. Come on. First, let's give our praise team a hand in the name of Jesus. Glory to God for your blessing us so wonderfully. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God for them in the name of Jesus. Praise God. I, I just look back and, and see, amen, for over the distance, amen, how long we've been going through this, hallelujah, virus situation and how they're yet here praising the Lord continually every Sunday. Glory to God. Every time the pastor asks them, amen, to come, they are here. Amen. Giving God praise because they know that the Lord is worthy. They know the Lord is worthy to be praised. Glory to God. The Bible tells us where there's two or three gathered together in my name there. I am in the midst. Praise God. They believe that. Praise God. Amen. If not but two. Amen. Somebody come to give God some praise today. Hallelujah, because he's worthy. He's worthy. I said he's worthy. He's worthy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Glory to God. Certainly, amen. We come now, amen, to be a blessing unto the house of God. Amen. Praise God. If you don't know, praise God, this is Founders Day. Glory to God. We come to celebrate our Founders Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. We're so glad. Amen. We thank God. Amen. For sending us such a man as Bishop Bonner. Praise God. Amen. He started this church. Praise God. And we'll get going on in Jesus' name. Praising God for him in Jesus' name. So at this time, amen, we'd like you to stand to your feet. Praise God with your offering as we come to be a blessing unto the house of God today. In Jesus' name. Glory. Hallelujah. With your offering in your hand, we're looking to the Lord. Hallelujah. We're looking to the Lord now in Jesus' name. 
Glory to God. Father, we thank you and we praise you, O God. Just one more time we come into this house, O God. We come, Lord, to be a blessing unto you, Jesus. Father, we ask you, O God, to take this blessing now, O God. You to further building that kingdom, O God. Even bless now everyone that have, even the one that have not. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you. Those of you that are watching by live screens, amen, you can see the bottom of your screen how you can be a blessing as well. In Jesus' name. So now we ask you to come, amen, under the direction of our ushers. In Jesus' name. you have given today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. At this time, praise God, we have uh, Elder Washington is coming to read. Amen. Bishop Bono's Bible in Jesus' name. Amen. He will be followed by Minister Wilkerson in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. day. Amen. In the house of God. Thank God for being here. We want to honor the spirit of Christ. Amen. Our pastor. Amen. Bishop Michael W. Fields. Come on, give the Lord a praise for him. And our distinguished guest. Amen. Bishop Wilkins. Come on. Can we give the Lord another praise? 
but we would certainly be remiss if we did not honor the presence of our great God. I'm talking about the awesome God. Come on, give God a praise. Thank you, Jesus. He's worthy, saints. If you don't know, he's worthy. Glory to God. I'm here to read the bio, amen, of our distinguished founder, amen, the apostle William Lee Bonner. Uh, the apostle William Lee Bonner was born on November the 21st, 1921 in Bolden County, Georgia, to Emmett and Janie Bonner. Apostle Bonner is the widower of the late Ethel May Smith Bonner. He was the father of two children, the late Ethel May Bonner Archer and William Lee Bonner Jr. Apostle Bonner's ministry began in 1940 under the tutelage of the late Bishop Robert C. Lawson in 1883 to 1961, founder of the Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ of the Apostolic Faith. His first pastorate was the Green Avenue Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ in Brooklyn, New York. It was in 1944 that Bishop Lawson sent Apostle William Lee Bonner to Detroit to pastor the first church of our Lord Jesus Christ. It was a storefront. In 1981, Apostle Bonner, a self-taught master builder, glory to God, architect and developer and skilled designer demolished and rebuilt the church in Detroit using the original pink colored stone from King Solomon's mine. Today, it is a 2,500 seat edifice known as Solomon's Temple. Union, upon, upon the death of Bishop Lawson, Apostle Bonner became a pastor, became the pastor of the 3,000 member Mother Church, the Greater Refuge Temple in Harlem, New York City. Apostle Bonner received his religious education and doctor of divinity through the Church of Christ Bible Institute in New York City. His message is one of hope and deliverance. He believes that those who pray can expect a miracle. Bishop Bonner, an, an autopedagogical scholar, was written many, has written many books that enable Christians to know and understand who they are in Christ and to comprehend more thoroughly tenets of the Christian faith. Some of the works include Another Comforter, The African Story, The Battle of Armageddon, The Uncontrolled Emotions of Young People, Life in the Holy Spirit, The Three Women, Sarah, Rebecca, and Jezebel, the Apostolic Dilemma, Part 1 and Part 2, My Father in the Gospel, and Add Thou to It. In addition, many books have been written by others as a tribute to his contributions to church growth and evangelism, Christian education, and world missions. One of the most distinguished of these works is The Man and His God. Along with Detroit and New York, Apostle Bonner pastored churches in Washington, D.C., Jackson, Mississippi, and Columbia, South Carolina. He was the chief apostle and senior prelate of the General Assemblies of the Churches of Our Lord Jesus Christ of the Apostolic Faith Incorporated. Under his administration, Cool J.C. experienced phenomenal growth 
1961, the, or the organization had 155 assemblies with a combined membership of 45,000. Today, there are more than 500 churches with combined membership of 100,000. Church congregations are located in every major city in the United States, with churches and missions in Canada, Mexico, and Caribbean, West Africa, and Europe. As a world mission, Pastor Barner was, has expanded upon work began by uh, Bishop Lawson in establishing not only churches, but educational institutions and health facilities. In Baytown, Liberia, West Africa, he built a clinic so that women could come from the bush to have their babies safely in clean conditions. Apostle Barner of Good Fr on Good Friday departed this world, April 3rd, 2015, but he desired to see every church in his organization grow and have a spiritual and financial success that the Lord Jesus Christ intends for them to have. The members of the Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ of the Apostolic Faith Incorporated embrace the vision of our great visionary, believing that we shall receive all of the gifts and all the blessings that God has for us. Today, we celebrate the founder and former pastor and hope to continue to honor his legacy as we, fo as we following his footsteps and add thou to it. I say, and add thou to it. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I stand before you this morning to, amen, welcome our guest speaker this morning, Bishop William Wilkins, Jr. Come on, let's give God one praise. <laughs> Bishop Wilkins Williams, Jr. is the last child of his five siblings. He was born into the straightway church of our Lord Jesus Christ, pastored by the late District Elder Hugh Williams, Sr. He attended Sunday school, was a part of the, uh, the Youth for Christ Choir, and remained faithful to that ministry in the Bronx Diocese under the leadership of Bishop William G. Fields as a child. At the young age of 10 years old, Bishop Wilkins received Christ into his life and was pastored Amen. And was baptized with the Holy Ghost at the Greater Refuge Temple Church, pastored by the late William L. Bonner. At the age of 13, the Lord led him to join the church. At the young age of 19, Bishop Wilkins accepted into, amen, his life the call of the preaching ministry. Bishop Wilkins, who was a servant at heart, served faithfully in several capacities within his local church as well as the international church the Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ. Some of the key roles he served in are Young People's Union President, member of the Board of Directors for the Greater Refuge Temple Outreach Service Incorporated, International Congress President and Greater Refuge Temple and Youth Pastor for over 15 years. Bishop Wilkins also is the founder of Youth Ministers Alliance under the International Board of Presbyters for the Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ where he served to train young ministers and provide them with peer fellowship opportunities. 
One of Bishop Wilkins' greatest passions of service was serving his pastor, the late William, William um, excuse me, the late great Bishop William Bonner. Bishop Wilkins served his father in the gospel until the Lord called him from labor to reward in 2015. Bishop Wilkins is a lifelong learner and graduated cum laude from College of New Rochelle, receiving his bachelor's in science and psychology. In his quest to serve with excellence, he also graduated with a master's of science in organizational change management. And Bishop Wilkins also holds a master of organizational development. Bishop Wilkins achieved a certificate in ministerial studies from the Church of Christ Bible Institute, as well as attending the William L. Bible Bonner College in South Carolina. Bishop has also worked in the not-for-profit profession for over 25 years, overseeing a variety of social, social programs for low-income families in the New York City, as well as worked for the New York City Board of Education. Bishop Williams Wilkins has been awarded the Outstanding Service Award by the New York City Episcopal Charities for his work with underprivileged families as well as leadership awards from the New York Department of Ed Education, the Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ presiding bishop, Bishop Matthew Norwood, and the Simeon Foundation located in the South Bronx for his work in organizational management, just to name a few. While faithfully serving in the ministry, Bishop Wilkins fell in love with and married his beautiful wife, Sarah, of Indianapolis, Indiana. Bishop Wilkins has been blessed with three children who are the joy of his life, Maya Faith, William Blake, and Madison Grace. Currently, Bishop serves as assistant pastor of Greater Refuge Temple and the chairman of the International Convention Committee of Cool JC. Bishop Wilkins is also a member of the United Chaplains of New York State. Bishop Wilkins strives to uh, Bishop Wilkins strives to live by the words of God and most importantly is proud to be called a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bishop Wilkins' passion is helping to train leaders and laity to serve God with their very best. Amen. We thank God for this man of God this morning. Amen. We thank God for Bishop Wilkins, Greater Refuge Temple. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. Let's give him a, a praise. Let's give God the praise. Amen. As we welcome Bishop William Wilkins in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. And we adore you, Father. God, we thank you for another day's journey. God, if the enemy would have had his way, he would have cut us off. But we thank you today, God, for your grace and your mercy. God, we thank you, God, for all who are assembled here under the sound of my voice. Now, Father, we ask you to please forgive us for our sins. Anything we may have said or did or thought that was not pleasing your sight, God, we ask you to forgive us now and count us worthy to escape and make us better. God, we ask right now, Lord God, that you would touch us from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. Shana Maha. Oh, God, move me out of the way, Lord, and speak to these, your people. We need to hear a word from you. Lord God, we ask right now to bind anything that would hinder the preacher or the hearer. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. And amen. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Certainly we do honor the Spirit of God that is with us today. Amen. We praise and thank God for his presence being with us on this Lord's Day. I don't know about you, but I'm just glad to be in the presence of the Lord. A lot has happened this week. A lot has tr transpired around us. Uh, it seems like every time we think we're out of the woods with this virus, it seems like the numbers go up and amen, all the different things that we are confronted with. But God is good anyhow. Have you ever wondered why in the world out of 750,000 people who contracted this virus and who died with the coronavirus, why God allowed you to stay around here? Amen. It is of the Lord's mercies. Oh, hallelujah. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassion, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Amen. And we praise and thank God for all that God has done and all that he is doing in our lives. And certainly praise and thank God uh, for the shepherd of this house. Uh, my dear friend, my big brother in the Lord, the Honorable Bishop William Michael Fields. Come on, y'all can do better than that. I want you to clap like you want somebody to clap for you. Amen. I praise and thank God for him and the anointing that rests upon his life. Amen. You know, sometimes we don't realize what we have until we don't have it any longer. It was when Jesus died on Calvary's cross and after they had pierced him in the side and after they had drugged and put uh, nails in his feet, uh, pulled the hairs out of his beard, uh, that as Jesus had said, it was finished and he had given up the ghost. One of the soldiers looked at him and said, surely <laughs> he was the son of God. Amen. I praise and thank God for Bishop Fields and what God is doing in his life. Certainly, amen, uh, we praise and thank God for him and we praise and thank God for the lady of this house. Amen. The wonderful, the beautiful, the talented and anointed, Melissa Fields, we praise and thank God for her. Hallelujah. Certainly two of the leading voices in the apostolic church. Amen. Um, we praise and thank God. We're godly proud of them and all that God is doing in their lives. And we praise and thank God for his goodness toward them. And certainly we praise and thank God for my friend and brother Elder Young. Amen. We praise and thank God for you, sir. We love you. And Lady Young, we praise and thank God for you. Amen. I don't see you here, but God bless you. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all, to all of my brothers in the gospel, God bless you. To all of my brothers in the gospel, we praise and thank God for you, amen, and your tremendous service to the kingdom of God. We respect, we honor you, we love you, and we appreciate your service in the things of God. To the missionaries and to all of the people of God, mothers and deacons, and to Mama Fields, amen. We love you, Mama. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. I have known Mama Fields all of my life. Amen. And Mama Fields still treats me like I'm 10 years old. She grabs my cheeks and amen and calls me Mama's baby. It's nothing like it. It's nothing like it. Amen. I praise and thank God for her. Amen. And her love and consistency. Because some of y'all are just so inconsistent. Y'all are just so messy. So inconsistent. Some one day you speak, next day you don't speak. Just inconsistent. What's wrong? Amen. God bless you. I love you anyhow, but you're just inconsistent. Shaky, sometimey. Amen. One day you're here, next day you're not. Can't find you. God bless you. Amen. One day you're saved, next day you're not saved. Just inconsistent. But I love you. I love you. I love you. God bless you. I love you. God bless you. Well, I'm going to go home. Amen. After a while. Amen. God bless you. I uh, want to get into the word of the Lord. I'm so happy that my friends are here with me. So many of you who I've known for many, many years. I remember when this church... Amen. When we came down here, uh, when this church was open, uh, in those blue and white robes, and we sat right over here, amen, and the choir between New York and Detroit took up the majority of the church. There was standing room only in the place, and Bishop Bonner brought us down here, amen, uh, to celebrate what God had done. The organization had taken a big hit. Amen. Bishop Long was no longer with us, and this state was a stronghold, or this area was a stronghold uh, for the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, and Bishop Bonner wanted to make sure did not lose his impact. Many of the members who had left Bishop Long uh, longed to be in a place where they could remain together, and Bishop Bonner, being a loving father, wanted to provide that, and uh, put this church together, amen, and was a tremendous blessing to uh, this area. Uh, I can celebrate Bishop William Lee Bonner uh, as a father in the gospel. Um, I was saved and filled with the Holy Ghost under his ministry. I served with him, uh, like Bishop Fields and others, uh, for many years, and I can truly say that Bishop Bonner was a true man of God. He wasn't perfect, but he was a true man of God. Amen. He loved God's people. He taught us how to pray. He taught us how to fast. He didn't send us to pray. He took us to prayer. He didn't. Amen. Uh, he led by example. And certainly we do uh, miss him. Uh, we think about him regularly. Uh, but uh, he's among the great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. Yes. 
uh, and who have set an example for us. And so certainly we celebrate him, we celebrate his legacy, we celebrate all that he is to us. Amen. And we praise and thank God for him. Uh, we praise and thank God for all of those who were touched by his life. And this building is a living example uh, that Bishop Bonner was here. And so we certainly do praise and thank God uh, for him in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, my children are here. Uh, Maya and Blake, two of my three children are here. We praise and thank God for them being here with us. Yes. It was hard getting them to hang out with the old man today, but they came anyhow. We praise and thank God for them. Amen. And so many of you who we have loved down through the years uh, in Jesus' name. Let's go to Revelations chapter number two. Won't be long. Want to share something with you on today. Long ago the maids drew water in the evening time, they say. One day Isaac sent his servant to stop Rebecca on her way. My master sent me here to tell you, see these jewels so rich and rare. Will that not his lovely bride be in that country over there? Come on, do you know it? It shall be light in the evening time. The web to glory you will surely find. Come on, let me hear you say it. Through the waterway, there is a light today. Baptized in Jesus' name. So young and old, repent of all your sins, and the Holy Ghost will enter in. The evening time has come, tis a fact that God and Christ are one. Come on, let me hear you say it again. It shall be light in the evening time, the path to glory you will surely find. Through the waterway, it is a light today, buried in his precious name. Oh, so young and old, repent of all your sins, and the whole, the evening, the, e the evening light, then light has come. Tis a fact, tis a fact that God. Come on, let's go old school. Everybody said, oh, one, one, one. Come on, let me hear you. One way. There's just one way. There's just one. Only one way. Come on, let me hear you. Said, oh, there's just one. Only one way. There's just one, one, one. Only one way. There's just one, only one way. Come on, one more time. Oh, there's just one, 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 only one way. One, 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 one way. There's just one, one way. 
Do you know this? That is why I'm going to continue. That is why I'm going to the end. That is why I ran into the strong tower so that I might testify of him. That is why I'm keeping God's commandments and I'm striving each and every day that I might stand before the saints of God, sing and shout and give God praise. Come on. That is why I'm going to continue. That is why I'm going to the end. That is why I ran into the strong tide so that I might testify of him. That is why I'm keeping God's commandments and I'm striving each and every day that I might stand with all the saints of God, sing and shout and give God praise. Yes. Yes. That's how y'all know I'm from the Bronx. That's what we used to do in the Bronx. Yes, yes. Grab your Bibles. Hallelujah. This new stuff is all right, but don't forget the songs of the church. Don't forget the songs of the church. We need the songs of the church. Amen. All of this new stuff is nice, but we need the songs of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel an unusual anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Would you slip your hands up and just worship him? Hallelujah. Yes, come on, slip your hands up. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Ha, Shamaha. Oh, Shainama, Siamaha. Kokotororobo, Siamaha. Shinerero, Siamaha. Oh, glory. Ha. Yes, Lord. Shama. Shanama, Siamaha. Oh, Ketamaha. Shanamaha. Shekatamaha. Oh, yes, Lord. Woo. Yes, Lord. Woo. Shamaha. She Kamahaya Masia. Oh, she. Hatamasi. It's environments like this where cancer is healed, where diabetes is destroyed, where God put marriages back together. It's a, environments like this that heal the soul. Ah, Oh, Shana Masia. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yes, Lord. Come on. Come on. Shamaha. Get out of yourself. Shana Maha. Come on. Let's say it one time. Just one time. We give you all. We give you all. Shamaha. The. Glory, we worship you, our Lord, you are 
Revelations chapter 2, beginning at verse number 1. We'll begin at verse number 1 and conclude at verse number 7. We'll read all together in unison. I may drop out, but you continue to read. Is that all right? Amen. Remember, comma still means pause. Period still means stop. We're not in a race to get to the head. Amen. We want to read like we sing. Is that all right? Let's begin reading the word of the Lord. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, I know thy works, and thou labor, and thou patience, and how thou cannot beareth them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and has found them liars, and has borne and has patience, and for my namesake hath labored, and hath not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, whence thou hast fallen, and repent, and do thy first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I remove the candlesticks out of the place, except thou repent. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to use for a thought on this morning, nevertheless. Nevertheless, you know, as we uh, celebrate the life and the legacy of our father in the gospel, Apostle William Lee Bonner, who is the founder of this great church, uh, as my mind reminisced on him this week, there were many things that uh, my mind went back to. My mind went back to the days in which Amen. Uh, the choir would march in, uh, and we would have a wonderful morning worship service. Not only would we have a morning worship service, but uh, in New York, we also had a four o'clock service. And then after the four o'clock service, we came back at 8.30 for a live broadcast. And we would praise God and sing and shout until about 10.30, 11 o'clock. Amen. No one lost their jobs. Uh, people went to work on Monday. They went to work revived, refreshed, renewed, and restored. Uh, I also can remember the great mothers of the church, and how they would worship and pray and fast and 
amen, bring correction when there needed to be correction. Uh, they would tell it like it was, amen, and uh, you had to be thick-skinned in order to be even around them. Glory be to God. I would I'd like to also suggest that, amen, if there was any sin in the house, it seems as if they had a keen eye or spiritual sense in which they could discern it immediately. Uh, you, if you, amen, were not right, you certainly wouldn't want to sit in their area um, because it seems as if they could smell it, they can sense it, they could taste it. They're, amen, they just had a keen eye for sin. Uh, but the church has shifted tremendously. The church world has shifted because, amen, uh, Many of us are so focused on being like everyone else until we don't value who we are in God. I need you to help me a little bit because uh, I am concerned about the church world. I'm concerned about, amen, the continuous pace of the church world. Now, if anyone knows Bishop Wilkins, I am a change agent. I certainly believe in change. Certainly believe that there is a need for us to continuously reevaluate where we are, amen, and make improvements as we go on. Man, it, it doesn't make sense for us to be caught up in a vacuum or in a state or in a sense of mind that the church cannot change. Anything that doesn't change isn't of God. Y'all didn't hear me. You know, change, change, growth brings change. Anything that doesn't grow, something's wrong with it. You know how it is when you first get married, uh, your, your, your best friend say, you changed. Uh, yeah, I changed. I had to change. Uh, because, amen, uh, marriage brings forth change. And when you have children, children bring forth change. Man, you can't be out all times of night like you used to be. And some of your friends, you may even have to shift as you begin to grow and begin to develop. Amen. But, but, but some things should never change. There are some things in which the church has been founded upon that if the church does not remain diligent in her walk, she will cease to be a church and become a club in which people come to hang out in. Uh, we, we have to be careful of that because, amen, the church world is under a tremendous pressure uh, for us to do things as if, amen, God is not watching. Amen. It is, it is not a normal thing. And you, you can be thankful. You can be thankful for great leadership that you have in this church like a man like Bishop William G. Fields who who sits on the wall, who, who, who monitors, who makes sure, amen, that the church is being led by the Holy Spirit. But I want to suggest to you that even, amen, with a watchman sitting on the wall, there are those who in their hearts would desire to do things and to be ways and to conduct themselves in ways that doesn't please God. Well, let's get in the Word. Well, the Word of God brings to us here in the book of Revelations. We see here, uh, the book of Revelations is, amen, uh, known to us as, uh, from the Greek word, apocalypt. 
Amen. And this simply means an uncovering or an unveiling. Uh, many people stay away from the book of Revelations because the book of Revelations oftentimes can be complicated for those who are not familiar with this writing. As a matter of fact, you not only see it in the book of uh, Revelations, but you also see it in the book of Daniel. You see it in the book of Ezekiel and a few other books in the scriptures where it speaks about those things that are to come. Amen. And so what Revelation does is it pulls the covers off of God's plan for his people. Amen. And if you are only thinking about today, Revelations can be quite challenging for you to understand because it speaks to us about the things to come. So, amen, the book of Revelations is just that. It is to reveal. It has, amen, it is apocalyptic in its writing, amen, and uh, even though today it is not as popular, doing Jesus's time or doing John's time, uh, you would see a lot of writings that were apocalyptic in its character. And so uh, these Christians understood this. These Christians understood the importance of uh, this book. And so what we have now is that John, who is now one of the last disciples, if not the last original disciple, he was one of the youngest, uh, all of the other disciples had been uh, uh, martyred or, or had died. They're no longer with them, and John is the last man standing. So John, amen, uh, you would imagine, uh, 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 is, is, is still preaching the gospel, but his eyes had seen a whole lot. Man, his mind can reminisce when he was one of the 12, when, when Jesus walked with them, when all of the disciples were there and they were all enthused and inspired by the word of God. But yet, amen, John had been through tremendous tri uh, trials himself. Uh, it is believed, and many Christian scholars say, that John uh, was persecuted, and some even, some scholars or church fathers even say that John was bald in hot oil, amen, and, and uh, uh, to persecute him, but yet he still not, did not die. Oh, glory be to God. That's a message all by itself, amen, uh, that, that no matter what people do to you, you're not going anywhere until God says so. Uh, yes, Lord, we can't touch your neighbor, but look down your row and let them know I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here. I'm, I'm still here. I will not be moved. I, I will not be moved. John, John, a man who now has seen so much. Now, John, who had been through so much. John, who is the last standing at this point in John's life. Many theologians believe that John is discouraged. And I want to challenge every preacher in here, amen, that if you keep on preaching, there will come times in ministry where you will simply become discouraged. You will become discouraged because, amen, it seems like people just simply don't want to hear the word of God. I don't know, amen, what it is, but it seems as if now, amen, the church has become drunk with emotion. Amen, and, and, and no one will, no one will 
uh, 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 likes to dance more than I do. No one likes to praise the Lord more than I do. No one enjoys a good praise break more than I do. Amen. But after we finish praising the Lord, my soul still needs to be fed. Amen. That's why it's good that you're in church on this morning. Amen. You're in a good apostolic church where good preaching takes place every Sunday. But everyone is not as fortunate as you are. Amen. You're in a house, amen, with a preacher of preachers, amen, who will minister to you. But now in the church world, amen, I went, amen, to one church service and they danced and danced and danced and danced. And soon as the preacher got up, everyone put, folks started putting up their finger like they had to go home. Because, amen, people are not tolerant to the word of God. Amen. But Timothy said that to, uh, Paul said that to Timothy. He said there's going to come a time where they will not endure sound doctrine. They won't stand for it. You better be careful preaching the gospel. Amen. You better give them Cracker Jacks and peanut butter, but you better not tell them, amen, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God who is in all, who is through all, and in him we live, move, and have our being. Man, it is, it, is a, it is a sad day in the church world, and we've got to be careful that we don't become uh, 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 sunk in to this popular belief. John, amen, it has a point in his life where he has seen it all. He has seen the church, amen, when she was in Jerusalem at her highest point. Amen. John was there in Acts chapter number 15 when they had the council. Amen. And they discussed all things. And John, amen, was there to see James lead the church. John was there, amen, uh, on the day of Pentecost. John was there to see 5,000 souls saved, 3,000 souls saved in one service. And now the church has dried up. And John is concerned because, hey man, he wants to preach the gospel. He is sharing the gospel. He is telling the gospel. But, hey man, now in preaching the gospel, he is being persecuted for simply giving the word of God. And so now, hey amen, it is John who is discouraged, but God finds John on the Isle of Patmos. It's important to understand that the Isle of Patmos, some people believe that John was all by himself, but no, John was almost, it was almost like he was in prison. He perhaps was chained and he was forced at an old age to continue to work, amen, and to uh, 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 cut boulder and to do all sorts of manual labor at an old age. And you would imagine that John would scratch his head and say, Lord, was it worth it all? I've come to tell you when you serve God, there will come times in your life where you will wonder, God, amen, was it worth it all? But I've come to encourage you and let you know on this morning, amen, uh, that if you're going to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to understand that there will be trouble. Amen. The word of God declares, amen, and they that would live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. 
It is uh, in this climate that uh, a man by the name of Diedrich Bonhoeffer, Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who is a German theologian, picks up his pen and says, amen, that it has appeared to me that Christians seem to be driven to what is called this cheap grace, this cheap grace that is, uh, uh, that uh, means uh, that, that you can have all of God's blessings and it costs you nothing at all. God is no more to the average Christian than a cosmic Bellhop. In other words, you just simply ring the bell and Jesus comes running saying, what can I do for you? Well, I've come to tell you, amen, that this walk is more than that. Glory be to God. Yes, Lord. And so it is in this climate that, amen, John now is discouraged and he's not heard from the Lord. He's not heard, amen, God say anything to him for some time. And now John is discouraged. John is feeling the pains of ministry. And I've come to encourage you today because ministry brings pain. I know you want to holler, hey man, you may come running up here, but I promise you're going to go leap, uh, you're going to go limping back, hey man, hallelujah, because ministry costs something, hey man, it costs something to be in real ministry, it, it, hey man, it costs something, you lose some friends in real ministry, people, hey man, don't want to hear the true gospel unless it's full of emotion. Yes, and so it is in this climate that John now has not heard a word from the Lord in quite some time, but John now hears a voice from heaven. Amen. And he hears a voice from heaven, amen, from the Lord saying, John, amen, I have not forgotten about you. John being, I would imagine, concerned about all of the work and all of the churches that were set up, amen. And John has been getting news that the churches were slipping and sliding. Some were doing well, but uh, he was concerned about it and he was wondering, God, all of the labor and the work that I put into these churches, amen, just to see it fall apart right before my eyes. And so the Lord, amen, says to John, John, I have not forgotten you. Pick up your pen, amen, and write this, amen, to the churches, amen, to the seven churches of Asia Minor. The Bible says to us, amen, that uh, in this particular part of our text, he tells him to write to the church of Ephesus. The church of Ephesus, amen, we see it first in Acts chapter number 19. You remember in Acts chapter 19 when uh, the church of Ephesus was found, amen, and it was Paul who was going about and he saw and found certain disciples and these disciples were, amen, walking and talking and singing and shouting and John asked, uh, the Lord had uh, Paul ask them an important question. He said, have you received since you believed? I know, amen, that we don't like to ask that question anymore, but I'm still asking the question, have you received since you believed? 
Amen. Hallelujah. We're living in a day and time when now we promote people that don't have the Holy Ghost. We're living in a day and time, amen, where folks want to stand in front of you and declare the word of the Lord. Sit down until you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you are a true believer in God, you will receive the Holy Ghost. Y'all ain't going to like me, but I'm going to say it. I'm almost done. Amen. Hallelujah. We're living in a day and time where now, amen, people don't see that the bare minimum requirement for service in the kingdom of God is the Holy Ghost. Amen. The minimum requirement is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Paul says to them in this text, he says, have you received since you believed? Yes, Lord. I know you have on your mask, but your mask is not a muzzle. Would you look at somebody and say, have you received since you believed? Yes, Lord, I know. I know, hallelujah. You like getting up in church, testifying and singing your song, but have you received since you believe? I've come to tell you, if you really believe in God, you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I know we don't teach this stuff like this anymore, Bishop. Amen. But I'm going to tell it like it is on this morning, if that's all right. Amen. Hallelujah. You have some churches that are now, amen, telling folks all you got to do is repeat a prayer after me and you are saved. Amen. Getting it from the book of Romans, amen, where it says if you believe in your, uh, you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. The key word there is shall, not you are. You shall be saved. Amen. Amen. Future tense. You don't have it yet. Amen. You still need the Holy Ghost. Ah, uh, yes, Lord. They ain't gonna like me on this morning, but I'm almost done. Sit down. You're making me very nervous. You're making me very nervous. Sit down. Amen. And so John, John says, Amen. John, uh, uh, Paul says, amen, amen, have you received since you believe? You need the Holy Ghost. Ushers, you need the Holy Ghost. Deacons, you need the Holy Ghost. Preachers, you need the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I come to tell the folks that's working the cameras, look at me. You need the Holy Ghost. Everybody in the house, musicians, you need the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, Lord. And it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard. It wasn't anything hard about it. Amen. Paul said, have you, amen, have you received since you believe? Amen. They said, we haven't even heard of this such thing as this Holy Ghost. Amen. He said, then what baptism were you baptized in? He said, John's baptism. He said, well, John's baptism was only a baptism unto repentance. But the John said, there's one coming after me, amen, who will baptize you with power and of the fire of the Holy Ghost. And I've come to tell you today, some of you have lost your fire. Some of you don't have any fire. Amen. This new Holy Ghost that y'all giving out now doesn't have any fire. You sit down like somebody's got to entertain you. What happened to your fire? Ah, uh, yeah, Bishop. I'm almost done. And so he said, amen. 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 Uh, 
And the Bible says that it didn't take anything complicated. Amen. All John did was lay hands on them. And the Bible says they spoke in tongues. Let me tell you something. Amen. Some of y'all around here talking about, well, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost if it take all night. You're going to be here by yourself all night. Amen. Because it doesn't take all night. All you got to do is believe. It doesn't take six months. It doesn't take six years. It doesn't take six weeks. You can have it right now. Man, I just want to bring some distinction into this because I think it's important. Sit down. Y'all are making me very nervous. I get nervous when you stand up. And so, amen, the text in chapter number 19 helps us out because in chapter number 19, it shows what happens when you play around the church without the Holy Ghost. Amen. In Acts chapter 19, you see the sons of Stephen. Amen. And what you see here is that they uh, hung around the church long enough so that they can understand church lingo. I've come to tell you here, everything walking around here don't have the Holy Ghost. Everything singing around here don't have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Everybody, da, 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 da. That's not the Holy Ghost, baby. You need the Holy Ghost with fire. Sons of Steve, amen, amen, hung around the church long enough to learn a formula. And they learned a formula and they said, amen, uh, 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 in the name of the God, amen, of the Jesus of Nazareth of Paul, amen. And that demon got a hold of them, amen, hallelujah, and beat them half to death and ripped their clothes off. Let me tell you something. Uh, there's too much spiritual warfare going in, on in the house of God and around the altar, not for us to be prayed up. I got to move on. I can't get stuck there. And so, amen. Amen. What, uh, what the Lord does here is the Lord, amen, says to uh, the church of Ephesus, he says, I know thy works. He starts off with this church by letting them know very clearly, I know your works. You may be able to fool the pastor. You may be able to fool the assistant pastor. You may be able to fool the first lady. <laughs> but I see you. I saw you, amen, when you were crawling out of somebody's bed that was not your own. I saw you, amen, when you were going into the club. I saw you. I, I don't understand this thing, Bishop. You know, I went to the mall not too long ago, amen, and saw one of the saints, and they had on their, their clothes, amen, which it doesn't matter to me. When I tell you, it really doesn't matter to me, y'all. Trust me, it really doesn't matter to me. Whatever you do is between you and God. I have no heaven nor hell to put you in. And I saw the sister, when she saw me, she tried to duck and hide Tweety, tried to act like she didn't see me. And I like that kind of stuff. So I made sure I went to find her and say, praise the Lord. Just want you to know I ain't got no thing with you. Could it be, Marilyn, that we're running from the wrong folks? Could it be that we're running from the wrong people? When Jesus says, I know your works. 
Ah, I got to leave this thing alone. You're playing the drums, playing the keyboard, playing the organ, but I know your works. Leading the praise and worship, but I know your works. Handling the cameras, but I know your works. On the pastor's aid, but I know your works. You may be able to trick everybody else, <laughs> but God sees you. Says, I know your work. I know your labor. And I know your patience. What he goes on to let them know, he gives them this positive affirmation. He lets them know. First of all, I see you're good. I praise and thank God that even though we struggle in our stuff sometimes, God still sees our good. And then there are some of us, amen, who are struggling in areas of our lives that people only see the negative, but they don't see the positive. Jesus compliments these folks and he says, I know your deeds. I see your hard work. I see your perseverance. I see the fact that you come to church. I see the fact that you sing. Amen. I see the, the fact that you help the pastor. I see the fact that you are, amen, the uh, first lady's adjutant or the pastor's adjutant or the assistant pastor's adjutant or the guest preacher's adjutant or the org organist or the keyboarder, whatever it is, missionary, I know your work. I, I, I see your hard work. I, I see the fact, amen, that before they open the church, you're there. I see the fact, amen, that you never miss a Sunday of your time. I see the fact that every time Bishop calls for a special, amen, uh, offering, you give it. I see it. Oh, oh, and I'm excited about the fact, amen, that, that, that you even come to prayer service. That, that, that you're engaged in, in discipleship and you're doing great things in the house of God. I see your hard work. I see everything that you're doing. Man, I even see the fact that you don't tolerate false teachers. He goes on to say to them, amen, that they were false apostles who had said that they were apostles and are not. Stop sending your money to folks on the screen. Never seen such. The saints have been bewitched. We can't pray now unless we have a prayer shawl. Ain't nothing wrong with a prayer shawl. If you want one, get one. But I come to tell you, there'll come a time in your life where you can't find your prayer shawl. And if anyone tells you that you need a prayer shawl and you got to pay $200 for a prayer shawl, I don't want the prayer shawl. I'll make my own prayer shawl and I'll give it to God. I don't need all of that stuff. But now we're not anointed unless we have prayer shawls and, and all sorts of stuff and all, ki all kinds of different garbs and now, amen, uh, we can't preach. Amen, every preacher now got to have a big staff and hat and all this stuff on. Glory be to God. All of that stuff is a substitute for no power. Y'all not hearing me. All of that is a substitute for no power. Let me tell you something. Uh, God didn't need all of that stuff. I'm going to leave y'all alone. But now the church has slipped into Catholicism. 
and we don't realize that some of this stuff is nothing but vanity. Stuff is just to draw attention to ourselves, and God is not being glorified in any of it. Y'all ain't going to like me. Let me move on. I'm, I'm almost done. He says, I know that works. And I'm not, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, let me clarify something. I don't want to throw everyone in a bag. Some people do it because it's a part of their denominational thing, and that's fine with it. But what I don't want us to become convinced of is that any of that stuff has power. It doesn't carry one level of anointing. There's nothing in the scripture that says that we must be adorned with those things. If you look at Ephesians chapter number 6, and it tells us, amen, how to deal with the enemy and how to deal with the world, it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, wickedness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, having done all to stand, stand, stand with the breastplate of righteousness. The sword of the spirit, which is the word. And oftentimes, we're trying to do something with get up and with, with, with costumes that we can't do with anointing. I'm going to leave you alone. He said they had good doctrine. He said that they, they were doing good things. They had good doctrine. Amen. They wore their chapel veils. They, they, they wore their black and white when they should have wore their black and white. They, 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 they marched in according to the time and place in which they should. They did everything right. They looked right. If you went into the church, everything was in place. Everything looked great. But, <laughs> verse number four says, one word that changes everything. Nevertheless, you, 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 you're doing all sorts of things in the church. You're, you're, you're doing great things. You, you come to Sunday school. You come to church. You do all the things that you should do that everyone says and applauds you for doing. But Jesus says, nevertheless. Oh, I, I, I wonder, I wonder, Bishop, I wonder, is it possible that, 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 that behind all of the praise singing and all of the testimonies and all of the work that we're doing, is there a nevertheless? So, so what the text implies is that you can be doing all the right things for all the wrong reasons. You, you, can, you can be in church and you can look right. You can, you can stand in the right place. People, amen, cringe when you sing because, amen, you can go from uh, one level to the next level, but nevertheless. I'm, I'm so sick of entertainment. I don't know what to do. Amen. We, 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 we want to be entertained. Let me tell you something. Amen. I remember a day, amen, in the Bronx. Amen. Diocese. Amen. We didn't even have an organist. All somebody had was a tambourine and a washboard. Amen. And we praise God like it like nobody's business because the heart was right. Ah, I dare somebody to yell out, nevertheless. <laughs> there is a spiritual problem. There is a spiritual problem. 
We've got to be careful, amen, that we don't get caught into the mechanics of having church until God is no longer even involved in it. But yet we show up every Sunday. We're in place with all the mechanics in place. The cameras work. The lights work. But God is not in the presence. trying to help you. I'm trying to help you because I see the hard work of my brother. I, Bishop Fields and I talk on a regular basis and I, and I see his heart and I hear his heart as he's crying out to find creative ways to engage the saints and to make sure that they're fed. But amen, there's only a certain level that a pastor can do. A pastor cannot change your heart. While you're running, trying to show everyone else, yes, I've got it together. God is still saying, nevertheless. So what the text implies is that you've got all the checks right. Check. I, I, I come to church every Sunday. Check. Amen. I, I, I go to Sunday school. Check. Amen. I wear my chapel bell. Check. I do all the things that I should do. Check. God, are you present? Absent. Something, something has gone wrong, amen, in the church. And we've got to make sure that COVID-19 doesn't do a job on the church. Because now we've gotten to the point where now uh, people keep saying, well, it's not safe to come to church. What do you mean it's not safe to come to church? You go to the movies, you go to Walmart, you go to Target, amen. You go every place else. Bishop can't say this, I'm trying, but, but, but I'm going to tell you what he can't say. Hey, man, you go every place else. Have yourself, hey, man, eating with your mask off, hey, man, in Red Lobster, hey, man, in Cheesecake Factory, every place else. And here you sitting talking about it ain't safe. What you mean it ain't safe to come to the house of God? Hey, man, the Bible tells me, hey, man, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Ah, uh, yes, Lord. It's just as safe in here as it is, amen, in Red Lobster. It's just as safe in here as it is in the Cheesecake Factory. You didn't say nothing taking your mask off in the Cheesecake Factory. Ah, uh, let me get out of here. I don't know if fooled around long enough. Bishop, I'm trying to help. Says nevertheless. Now listen to the language because the language is important in the text. Amen. He says, Thou has left your first love. Didn't say your first love left you, didn't say you slipped away didn't say that you made a mistake and accidentally lost your first love. It says that there was an intentional action that you packed up your things and you left. The 
question that I need to investigate, Assistant Pastor Young, why would one leave their first love? Uh, why would one leave their first love? Typically, the only time someone leaves a love is because they think they found a love that is greater than the love they already have. Some of y'all 